Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. This morning, I have good news because I believe in his victory. This morning, I have hope because in his life, his death and his resurrection, Jesus Christ was totally victorious. In church this morning, the news I have is exciting because this victory was not only for you, not only for him, but it's for you also. If you don't listen to anything else I say, please do. But if you don't hear anything else I say, take that away that Jesus' victory is also for you. And I know that because in Revelations, it says, we often talk about this. I always pray this when I'm he- like praying for healing. But um, the, the Bible says in Revelation 19, so you can check it up and make sure I'm, I'm not lying. It says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the testimony of his victory, the testimony of what he did on the cross, the testimony of every single victory that Jesus had, prophesies your victory because the testimonies of Jesus' life is the spirit of prophecy. going to look at what I'm saying. Victory in your life is so important. I um, I didn't add this in and then Josh, Josh told me that this something you said and I was like, oh yeah, I've heard you say that like a million times. Why didn't I think of that? But the purpose of war is victory. How many of you know that? They're like, if, if two nations are going out to battle, the purpose of that war is victory. But the, the, the actual purpose is not victory. The purpose of victory is occupation. The purpose of victory is to take ground. And the purpose of your victory is not just your victory. See, Jesus told us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when you get your victory, you're actually establishing the kingdom. You're establishing the king's dominion on earth. And it, it might just look like to you that you're getting your victory. But what 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 about your non-Christian friends, your non-Christian workmates who are, um, are seeing you you step into victory after victory and they go what's what's with that guy that's the kingdom being established and man how many of you know that we so need that we so so need that if you've got your bibles would you open to Matthew 4 is everyone there if you don't have your bibles I'm gonna let you use your phone it'll be all right All right, we're starting from verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, People do not live on bread alone, but everywhere that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He'll command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. 
and their splendor. All this, all this I will give you, he said. It's so funny because it was all his anyway. Um, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. You know, there's so many great things you could take out of this passage of scripture, like the fact that the, the Bible and the, and the words and the, and the hands of the enemy is actually a lie. Um, but I actually just want to look at what happened in the whole of that story. I'm not going to point out anything else other than Jesus was victorious over temptation. You know, we talk about how Jesus was victorious over on the cross, and that, that is fantastic. That is the, the greatest thing. But he was also victorious in his life. See, and when he was being tempted by the devil, when the devil was saying, you know, what, what, what if you do this? Um, you know, I'll give you this, I'll give you this. He was tempting him with greed and pride and all of these things. And you know what? It's, it said that he, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't fall to that. In um, Hebrews 4.15, it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize with our... I could never say that word. I'm going to keep going with with our weaknesses, but we do not. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. I don't know what what your definition of every is, um, but mine is every, um, and it's pretty deep. Hashtag deep. Um, he was tempted in every way. You know, we make this the story of um, of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness like this um, holy battle. How many do you know every way means sexual? You could cut the ear with a knife after I said that. It's okay. Put a smile on your faces. Laugh. <laughs> it's okay to say because it said here that he didn't, he did not sin. So it's all good. It's, it's fine. <laughs> How many know that it meant Jesus was tempted to lie? He was tempted to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to bend the truth a little bit. Do you know what? Actually, I'm feeling kind of sick. I don't really want to feed the 5,000 today, so I'm going to call in sick. Like, every way, but did not sin. You see, temptation without sin is victory. Temptation where you don't give in, that, that is victory. And how many of you know, I just told you, so you do know, that Jesus' victory prophesies your victory. I don't know um, where you're at this morning. You might be, um, you know, you might be struggling with some form of sexual fantasy that's outside of your marriage. You might be, um, you, you might be lying compulsively, or you might just tell the occasional, the occasional short lie, you know? Like... Like, I'm six and six foot and like six foot two. You know, it's a short light. I guess a short light would be like five foot. Um, that was a terrible dad joke. I am really, really sorry. But if that's if that's you, this morning. Jesus wants you to know this is this is the word of the Lord for you this morning. If if your your biggest thing in the at the moment is temptation, it doesn't matter what it is because Jesus Jesus got victory over every 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 form of temptation. It doesn't matter what it is. 
His victory prophesies your victory. And He needs you. He needs you to step into, into that victory because that's how He's going to establish the kingdom. Like it's, it's actually, it's not just about you. It's not just about you. If the biggest thing in your life is temptation, then stop listening. Like, you just, you just take that. You write down Hebrews 4.15. You read that and go every way. Okay, well, Jesus, that means that you're tempted with this thing. How did you deal with that? How does that verse prophesy my victory? How does your victory prophesy my victory until, until it gets inside of you? Still listen to me, but just focus on that. I am... Um, over summer, I've been working at a campground. Um, I've been working with Matt and Cat, and they—they're fantastic people. Um, They—if you don't know Matt and Cat, you should—you should definitely get to know them. They've got a really cute baby. I've got this rule where I don't touch anyone under the age of three, and I'm tempted. So, um, I—I just—I'm like, oh, don't want to hold a baby if they're any young, any under three. I don't want to break them. But I've been working out, and it's out in Waikuku. I've been working out at the campground out there. And um, when Larissa comes to work with me, I figure out a way to take a car because, you know, a princess needs to go in a carriage. But when it's just me, when it's just me, I, I bike to work. Um, and so it takes, me, it takes me about 30 minutes. If that's really slow, please don't judge me. Um, it takes me about 30 minutes to get there, about 35 coming back, because how many of you know Rangura is inland, and so that goes down and then up this way, and so it's, it's supposed to take longer, I think. And this one day, I got on my bike, and I was like, I was so tired. I was, I was over it. I think I'd been working outside with Matt all day, and it was so hot. It was, I was just, I was like, nah, I've had enough. And I, I prayed a really silly prayer now. And I was like, God, would you just make this go really quick? I just want to get on my bike and zoom home. And I should have known about this because Aiden prayed a prayer like that. He told me about it. And um, when he prayed a prayer like that, God really hit him up. And so um, I should have I known better. But So I prayed that. Within about 30 seconds, this massive headwind starts coming my way. How many of you know, sl even slight uphill on a bike with headwind is not, does not make for a fun event. And so I, like, faith starts to build up in me. And I'm like, you know, I command these, these, uh, the storm to, to calm, even though it's like, shh. It was a storm, and so, you know, I started, I was like, the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. Hey, it was relevant. <laughs> and so, you know, I prophesy when Jesus spoke to the storm and told it to um, be quiet. It was quiet. Nothing happened. It got worse. And I kept praying, and it didn't get any better. Every time I prayed, it seemed to get worse. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should listen. Um, and God said, you're not allowed to get off the bike. Don't stop pedaling. And I was like, Because, oh. like, normally I, I, I'm, like, I'm half an hour with brakes. Like, that's how I bike to work, half an hour with, like, five brakes. Um, and God says to me on this day, don't stop pedaling. So I, I think all in all, 
It took me about 50 minutes. By the time I got home, I, I, Larissa will tell you, I literally collapsed on the couch. It was kind of like hyperventilating because I didn't get off my bike because God said so. But halfway through, I thought maybe I should ask him why. Um, I thought that maybe he might actually have something to teach me. So I said, God, why? You know, I'd been praying the whole time, being like, yeah, come on, just like put this in my spirit, like I'm, I'm going to keep going. And so I was like, okay, God, like why? And he said, how easy would it be for you to take your foot off the pedal and put it on the ground? I was like, well, I could do that. It'd be pretty easy. And he was like, that's how easy it would have been for Jesus to stop everything when he was dying on the cross. It was like he called, have called down the angels. He could have destroyed everyone there. He could have taken, taken everything, like imploded the earth, started again fresh if he wanted to. He was like, that's how easy, the, how easy it is for you to take your foot off the pedal and put it on the ground. It was how easy. And he was like, the perseverance that you're enduring right now is not even a millionth of what he had to endure on the cross. And at that point, I started crying. And so that's why I was so exhausted, because I was also dehydrated from the tears. But if you're in a situation this morning where you're just actually having to persevere, maybe, um, you know, maybe you're struggling with a sickness. Maybe you're praying for um, a child who um, has, has moved away from God. Maybe um, you're battling through something, something that feels and looks impossible. This morning, Jesus' death is prophesying your victory because when he died it was that was the victory over the perseverance his his death was actually a victory over perseverance and so for you this morning if you're if you're actually like really pushing into something and it's a struggle then the the fact that Jesus persevered that prophesies the, the strength for you to persevere. That's, that's your victory in this. Now, you might be saying this morning, well, yeah, that's cool. So if I know now that if I'm like if I'm in a really dark place where I, I need to persevere, or if I'm in a place where I'm like, like, struggling with deep temptation, then then I know I know how to that, that Jesus' victory prophesies my victory. And so thank you. Next time um I will bring this thought out next time I fall into one of those traps. No. You might be you know you might be going, you well, do you know what? Actually for me right now life is really good. You know, like I've got this nice house and this beautiful family and this great job and it's all fun and we sing Kumbaya at the table and um you know we all love Jesus and it's awesome. And you know, if that is I'm so I'm so thankful for what God's doing in your life. But get this in Philippians two, verse six and seven, it says, speaking of Jesus, that he did not see his equality with God as something to be grasped but humbled himself to be like a bond servant. I tell you what, if you had everything together, 
like like everything together, like world at your fingertips, everyone did everything that you said, you'd still not be at the status of being part of the Trinity. Like that's that's like next level. Jesus is actually, he's part of the Trinity. The Bible says in, in John that not, not only was he there when everything was made, everything was made through him and then for him. Like he, he made the world and then was like, this is for me. He had like there is there is no one who has a stat who has the status quo that is even comparable to Jesus. So there is there is no situation you could get in where your pride could potentially be too big. Where you could go, well, I've got everything together. I don't need God. I've got um I've got the the great I've got a great family, I've got a great job, I've got a great house. I don't need God, you know, I'm fine. I'll just come to church on Sundays. I don't need God because you can do both of those things. But Jesus did not see his equality with God as something to be grasped. Other translations say things like um, as something to be used for his own benefit. He did not see his equality with God as something to be grasped. But he humbled himself like a bond servant. You could have the status quo of being part of the Trinity. And victory over your good times looks like being humble and serving. This, this blows my mind that that is that's God's response to how to how to um, how to take your success your like earthly success and make it an, a kingdom victory as you humble yourself and you serve so you know what if, if you if you are struggling with temptation you need to go home and you need to read Hebrews 4:15 I've said it so many times hopefully you'll remember. For we did not have a high priest who was unable to emphasize with our weakness, but we have one who was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. You need to read that because that victory will prophesy your victory. And if you're struggling and you're, you're actually in a place where you just need to persevere, you need to push through, you need to keep on going, then, then start to read. It's in four books. It's in the Gospels, Jesus' death on the cross. It should be pretty easy to find. You could Google it. It would tell you everything. But you need to... You need to read those. I just burped. You need to read those because that will prophesy your victory. And if everything looks everything looks good, you're happy. And you need to, you need to get a hold of this verse. You need to get a hold of this truth that Jesus did not see his equality with God as something to be grasped, but humbled himself like a servant. If everything is together, if everything looks great and you want to take your success and make it victory, then you need you need to you need to humble yourself and serve. That doesn't just mean serve in church on the on the worship team, but if you can play an instrument, that would be awesome. We would love to have you on our worship team. But like you can serve the person next door to you by making them, you know, cookies or, you know, muffins. You know, if you live next door to me, make sure it's not white chocolate anything. Dark chocolate. 
Chris isn't here, so. And then Jesus does this incredible thing where he defies all the laws of what what should happen, and he he dies, but then he and then he rises from the he he raised he raises that is terrible English, Mitch. He he rose from the dead. You know, as the song we sung earlier said that um, on the third, it's talking about the day of break of dawn, the Son of Heaven arose again. Oh, trampled death, where is your sting? The angels roar for Christ the King. Sounds better when you sing it, um, especially when Tracy sings it. That's a good word. When, when he rose from the dead, that is a victory that prophesies your victory. And that prophesies new life. Jesus rising from the dead. He, when he rose from the grave, when he was once dead but is now alive, that prophesies new life to you. That declares new life over you. And this new life is something that every single person needs. So I don't I don't know whether whether you know Jesus this morning. You you might have just stumbled into church because you're like, hey, that's a cool signage out the front. I might go, I might go check that out. Or a friend might have brought you along. Or maybe you used to go to church when you were a kid. Or when you're a teenager, you went to a youth group and, and you you, if you had a relationship with God or you, you didn't have one and it fell away or, you know, whatever. You heard about Him. Somehow you're here this morning. And if you, if you don't know Jesus, man, please, please, please do not leave this place without getting to know Him. Because when you're in temptation, when you're... In, uh, in a situation where you need to pursue when everything looks good. And, and there is four books in, in the Bible filled with stories of when Jesus faced a situation just like ours. He was a human just like us. When He faced situations, He had victory over every single one of them. And so if you know that Jesus, man... I'm not promising that your life's going to be um, look awesome and that everything's going to be easy. But everything, you know, every way, that means every. And everything you do, man, his, He has victory that is prophesying your victory. Thanks for listening. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz.